Hello, and this is Laura Camacho, the communication coach at Mixonian Institute, and welcome to episode 101 of the Speak Up podcast. And today's guest is my friend and colleague, Miss Lisa Burbage, who is uh, also located in Charleston, South Carolina. And she worked for many years in the real estate business, a very successful real estate agent, and a few years ago transitioned over to become a health coach. And I would venture to say that she is probably the leading health coach in Charleston. And certainly she's one of the, I think one of two or three in the state who have the certification from Duke University. So Lisa, welcome to the show and tell us a little bit about that transition from real estate diva to health coach. Well, thank you, Laura, for having me on. This is a great honor because I've been um, following your podcast for a while. Um, but to tell you how I made the transition from real estate into wellness coaching, health and wellness coaching, um, it was, I've been in business for five years as a uh, wellness coach. And I, when I first started, I was mainly doing individuals. And then a couple of years ago, I made the transition into doing corporate wellness, where I come on site and I work with um, groups of employees to help um, them get healthier, happier, and more productive. So, um, so I guess a transition first from real estate, then into individual coaching, and now doing exclusively corporate wellness coaching. Okay, well, that's interesting. And do you, before we go into talking about the conversations, do you have any statistics or facts about the, Ameri the health of the American workforce that we should know? You know, a lot of times people think their health is not in their control, that there's really nothing they can do. But an interesting statistic that's getting a lot of play now is the fact that 80% of most of the chronic diseases that are so prevalent today, such as diabetes, cardiovascular disease, stroke, a lot of these chronic diseases are preventable, or at least you can delay them through lifestyle changes. 80% is in your control. Only 20% is a result of your genetics, of your um, genetic disposition towards getting them. 80% you can do something about. That is amazing, Lisa. Thank you for sharing that. Well, it, I will tell you that um, now more than ever, about 70% of our population is overweight or obese. And that is one of the leading causes of getting a chronic disease, being um, whether it be type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, stroke, high blood pressure, um, cancers, Alzheimer's, rheumatoid arthritis, most all of these chronic diseases, one of the leading um, factors in, in being at risk for getting one is being overweight and or obese. Wow, 70%, that's huge. Well, you have a lot of work to do then. So Lisa, I, I've known you for some time and I know you're a great conversationalist, very lively to talk to have a very hard time believing that you're an introvert and so but <laughs> I'll take your word at it. So did you ever have a time where a conversation did not go the way you wanted where you just wished you could 
just delete and start it all over again? Did, had, can you share any conversation like that? Well, um, gosh, in, in my many years of working with the public, I guess I've had more than one of those, to be honest. And, um, and yes, I, you know, I, I, I meet people easily, but I oftentimes stick my foot in my mouth um, because I engage my mouth before I engage my brain. And um, I've had, as I've gotten older, I've learned to work with that a little bit better, to, to pause before opening mouth. But, um, but I guess one thing that I've learned, especially in the last few years, is to listen more than talk. Um, and, and the reason that I say that I'm an introvert is my, I'm, my energy is not gained from being around a lot of people. I can do it. I've learned, it's a learned behavior, but when I am done talking to a group or leading a group or speaking, I'm drained and I need to go in my little corner and recharge my batteries. Wow, and that's classic introvert behavior. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, but I've been in the, you know, in the business world and real estate sales and now in coaching. So obviously very heavy on, um, inner, interpersonal skills. So I've learned to interact with people, but one of the things I thought I had to do was I thought I had to do most of the talking okay. instead of listening. And how does that, how does that, what does that look like? Is that, I imagine if somebody comes to you, you know, they want you to help them with their wellness, then they're wanting you to tell them what to do. So how does that work about listening more than talking? Well, people think they want you to tell them what to do, but in reality, there's so much knowledge out there, so much information out there about, about how to be healthy, how to eat better, how to exercise more, how to alleviate stress or reduce stress so really they just want to they want you to hear their story yeah and then once you hear their story they want to know what you know that can maybe help them you know why are they different why do they not fit into one size fits all around healthy eating oh that's um, so know, interesting because that reminds me that's also the same is true of, of communication skills i mean they're Everybody and his mother has put out, you know, 10 ways to connect with people and how to be a better public speaker. But it's our, our role as coaches is to curate this massive quantity of information and really just apply what's uh, relevant and helpful to a particular person. Right. I didn't know that would be so true in wellness, but interesting. So yeah. you had to learn to, to just listen. Listen and not judge. Yes. That's very important in, in helping somebody, especially around losing weight or creating better habits. They don't want you, you don't want to be in a judging, and I never judge people. I mean, we all have stuff. Oh, absolutely. And Sometimes I think people think other people are judging them, but it's just a projection. People are, are usually more into themselves, too busy thinking about themselves than to have time to judge other people. Right, exactly. So you, so you, you know, you listen and you listen, every story is different. And so you can't just assume, okay, because this person is this way, this person's going to be that way too. And they're not every story, every 
every health story is different, just like every life story. And so I really have to um, use my active listening skills and really listen with caring and empathy because I really do care. I got into this business because I really want to help people get this figured out. How can we get healthy and stay healthy? That's the, that's the part that seems to be missing for both most people. That's true. And I think that even a part of that getting well, they, they need to be heard before they can adapt behavior changes. That is so interesting. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that. So um, what about a conversation that had a big impact on your life, whether personal or professional? Can you share how any uh, conversations that before the conversation, the status quo was one way and then it changed as a result of that conversation? Well, I, I guess from on, on a personal note, um, when I was diagnosed with breast cancer, I um, was not expecting that. I, um, you know, always exercised, um, didn't always eat very well, didn't always manage my stress very well, but I always exercised and I was not overweight. I was probably 10 pounds heavier than I am now, but I was not um, overweight. And so I was really shocked when my doctor told me that um, I had breast cancer. I bet. Did it, I have not ever received such a bad diagnosis. Does your brain just shut down? I mean, how does it, what happens when you're on the receiving end and how can somebody, uh, what, what is it, what, the best way to share bad news like that? So that to help the listener, do you, do you have any ideas? Well, you know, I, I guess just, you know, I remember when my doctor called me, you know, she said, I don't know who's more shocked about this. You, who's going to be more shocked about this, you or me, but um, I, you have cancer. And I just, I remember just pausing for a minute and I said, I have, I mean, I just couldn't believe it. And I just kept asking her, you know, how did it happen? What did I do? I kept blaming myself for mm -hmm. the reason that this happened. And, um, and obviously it was the opening to a whole nother life journey for me um, once I got myself well and, and moved on. But as far as what advice, I guess I would just, you know, just, uh, just listen, um, you know, just ex ask questions at, you know, that's what I did. I asked questions and I listened to what she had to say and we talked it through. Right. And conversation. I wasn't blaming myself. Um, in fact, I'd done a 180. I was like, okay, this is, this is the deal. Now I'm going to deal with it. And so I just went into action mode. How can I, um, okay, instead of, I'm, I'm not a victim. It's happened. I just got to deal with it. And how long did it take for you to adapt that super uh, proactive mindset? I mean, did it Pretty take much some after time? I got off the phone. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, that's a testament to your strength and your spirit. You're like, I'm not going to take this lying down. And it certainly did change your life. And I'm sure that influenced your decision to become a wellness coach. Yes. Yeah. Well, did. that that is so, that is just so interesting. And thank you for sharing that personal story. I, I really can't imagine. Uh, they say, uh, 
right? You know, and speaking to physicians that when a physician has to give the bad news that they just have to say it and kind of wait for the person. It's really hard to just take in that a diagnosis like that when it's unexpected, but happens every day. It's just what, you know, part of life. Well, tell us, uh, why don't, to, to sum this up, why don't you uh, give us an example of how some, you've helped somebody by talking to them, by coaching them, help them change, turn around their wellness situation, and then conclude with giving us your best communication tips. Because everybody's heard mine, mine are out there all the time, but everybody is a professional communicator of some sort. So uh, do you have... Tell us some, a story or an example and what your best communication tips are. Well, like I said earlier in the podcast, I really, I just listen to people on the, when they first come to me, they want to be heard and I want to hear because mm -hmm. I can't help them unless I know what it is that's troubling them and that they want to change. And then once um, I find out what it is they want to change, then I find out how bad they want to change because people, oh, some people think they want to change, but they're only maybe 50%. Mm -hmm. They know they need to make some changes, but they're just not really ready. And, and to use psychology terms, we call that the readiness to change scale. Where is somebody on the readiness to change scale? And so if I um, figure out through talking with the individual that they're really ready they're sick and tired of being sick and tired, um, whatever it is that's motivating them to want to make some changes, the pain's so great now that they can't take it anymore. They, they've got to do something different. Then we talk about, first of all, we talk about if, if it's weight loss, because that's usually the reason most people want to get healthy is they want to lose weight. Then we talk about, you know, their diet and what they're doing around that. And then we, um, talk about, you know, what maybe some tweaks they can make because nobody wants to be on a diet. Uh, nobody that's wants to thrive. Sure. So we just talk about tweaks that they can incorporate into what they're already doing. Mm -hmm. And we look at it more as what they can add to their, to their lifestyle, not take away. Oh, that's great to know. Yes. Yeah. Take away is very punitive. I can't have this. I can't do this. Um, and if you approach it from, you know, more of what I can add to my life, mm -hmm. how, um, and then you focus less on what you're taking away. Well, that's a total reframing there. And I think reframing is one of the most useful psychology slash communication tools ever. Cause once you, if you see it differently and then you feel differently, then your actions will be different. Yes. Yeah. And then, you know, so you look at it from that, that standpoint, and then you start adding some changes, making some changes, and then you start getting results. And then the results give you the momentum to stay with it. Right. That is so good. Well, wow. This is so interesting. So you're, so Lisa's big communication tip is to listen and you know listening's hard how what helps you to listen to people and not pop in with great ideas when you're talking to them because we usually are all like waiting for our break so we can say something what how how do you manage to listen so well well i don't hey i i'm, I'm not perfect okay and i don't do it well all the time um and 
and because, and I think you and I can relate on this, we're both so passionate about what we do that we want to share it with the whole world, but the whole world's not interested. And so when I'm, you know, when I'm talking to someone or they, they come up to me at an event or at, at, you know, a networking thing. And they say, well, Lisa, you know, I've been struggling with my weight or I've been, I can't stick with an exercise program. I start getting curious. Mm -hmm. Curiosity makes me want to listen. It makes me want to ask more questions. And then I get involved in their story. And then it, then it's really not effort. That is such a good thing. Curiosity makes me want to listen. And you know, curiosity is a sign of high intelligence. So that's oh. good to, to put yourself aside and just be curious, like what's going on with the other person. I think that's a great, I think we can learn a lot from being curious about mm-hmm. our situation instead of immediately assuming that we know everything. Well, this has been so interesting. I've never had a, a, a wellness coach as our wellness professional on the podcast before. So this is the first and thank you for your tips. Everybody, you know, to listen and that everybody's approach to health and wellness is going to be a little bit different because our bodies are different. And I'm sure Lisa could tell us uh, lots of different approaches depending on the person. So Lisa, if someone wants to get a hold of you, what's the best way? Well, um, my website and the name of my company is Wellness5, that's um, F-I-V-E. And so somebody could go on my website, reach, reach out to me there. They can email me, lisa at wellness5.com. And I'm happy, I, I schedule private consultations all the time. There's no charge for that. And we just talk about where you are and where you wanna go. Because that's really the goal of coaching, as you know, Laura, is to help people recognize where they are now and where they want to go. Um, that's exactly. probably yeah. Coaching is to like cut down some of the time and effort in that process. Yes, I think coaching we can we our jobs as coaches is to shorten the path to somebody between somebody and their goal, and obviously the goal has to be a challenging one, or they wouldn't need help, or they would have already achieved it by now. So thank you so much for being a guest, Lisa. This has been so much fun. It's great to talk to a coach in a different domain. And I appreciate your taking the time. And I'm sure our audience appreciates your point of view. And we will all be encouraged to listen more than we talk. And that curiosity leads to good listening. And that's until the next episode saying goodbye. 